this week 11 picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN. Use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. To celebrate, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all the details. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. Coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Thursday, November the 2nd, and we are here to have a look at um, a full card of action, week 11 in the Premier League, uh, Saturday, Sunday and Monday night games. Uh, so yeah, a couple of back-to-back winning weeks. So let's go for the hat-trick tonight. Joining us um, from downtown Sharm El Sheikh, he remains in the cradle of civilization. Um, Sean Green thinks you're on safari, Baz. Judging by the amount of drinks you've just shown me on your table, um, if you went anywhere near a leopard tonight, it would be curtains for you. Uh, don't forget you're on mute because you're going to do that all night long. Um, Mr. Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. Evening, Malcolm. How are we doing? Um, yeah, got to be Stormy Dackery on the go, Malcolm. Um, yeah, apologies. There might, might be a bit of um, background noise in here. We've got a. I was on my own in the hotel lobby at midnight, but a family have just come in for their midnight snacks. Um, so I will put myself on mute whenever I'm not chatting. And we'll, signal seems good, so hopefully it'll be better than last time. Uh, but Egypt still continues to treat me well. Um, lots of uh, lots of nice drinks. The, the all-inclusive service, I told you, finishes at 12 o'clock. And the bar staff are brilliant. I had a gin and tonic in my hand just before 12, and he came over with another gin and tonic and a strawberry daiquiri. He said, here you go. That should keep you going for a little while. So uh, I've got them lined up now. Um, so, yeah, all good. Um, highlight of the week so far went yesterday. I was, spent a day, me and Chloe, in the Red Sea. Uh, we got a boat trip out into the Red Sea. We'd done snorkeling all around the reefs um, and visited a place called the White Island, which is this tiny little... 20 meter stretch of beach in the middle of the Red Sea like literally there's no land for five miles either side of this big sandbank in the middle and you just get off the boat swim across to it um, and you're just there in the middle of the Red Sea um, on a beach um, absolutely amazing but the snorkeling was just unbelievable the, like literally one of the best things I've ever done um, you sort of get into this crystal sea, crystal clear water and it looks amazing from the top and then the second you put your head in it's just like entering a different world. It doesn't feel real. Just the, the sheer number of fish and the colours and sort of stingrays going about. We've seen dolphins yesterday. Um, absolutely amazing. One of the best things I've ever done. So, yeah, highly recommend it for anyone who ever heads out this way. So, actually, it, it was it was so good. Me and Chloe have hired a private speedboat tomorrow for two hours to go and do it all again on my own. Um, oh, well. So, yeah, looking forward to getting out there on the Red Sea again tomorrow. Bloody life, O'Reilly Baz. Life of O'Reilly. We're pleased to hear that it's uh, it's about two degrees. The wind's going, the rain's going sideways past the window. Like all the roads are shut. Um, the the Met are telling you not to leave home unless it's absolutely um, certain because there's another storm here. Um, it's absolutely horrific, Barry. So yeah, us uh, hearing about your your snorkeling exploits is making me a little bit jealous, sunshine. Um, so. It's been a busy week here on uh, on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. A couple of things I want to point you towards. And the baseball finished, so I'm done with the baseball. Um, but if you want to follow the Breeders' Cup over the next couple of days, Friday and Saturday, um, the Notorious OTB. Um, I was on that show with Chase, and then I did the mothership with Sean and Ryan. So we gave out lots of Breeders' Cup picks on that. Um, and the NFL International Teams is back on Sunday, the game's in Germany. Uh, but Megan Bass will be back um, at, I think it's 6 a.m. East uh, Pacific time um, for the pre-game. Uh, Bangers and Cash will be back pre-game for Dolphins at the Chiefs. 
uh, from Frankfurt. So loads of stuff going on there. Um, review of the week came in from Australia again. Uh, we're being dominated by the Aussies and Shane. Bit of a uh, <laughs> bit of a double-edged compliment from Shane. He said he really loves the show, but he very quickly realised it wasn't going to make him any money. <laughs> so that's fine. We're, we're all right with that. Uh, that's you've got a healthy attitude, Shane. We're quite happy to uh, entertain and pick loads of losers. And just dipping into the chat, Barry Slick Rick's here. Um, Rick, how you doing? But we really need to tip the cap to a very brave Courtney. That was and a very brave, brave Courtney and brave Francis who've turned up on the back of Man United getting their arse handed to them by Newcastle. Um, they've turned up to take their penance. Um, so, yeah, well done, you two. We appreciate that. Um, yeah, I was just about to say the same. I'm surprised to see them showing their face tonight, but well played. Um, we'll come yeah, to that, that game, uh, and I'm sure I'm out them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we might get we might get a mention or two in the next forty minutes, kids. Um, the EFL picks over the last couple of nights, Barry. Mine were shite, uh, oddly enough. So no doubt Shane's done another sixty dollars, uh, sixty Australian dollars gone. Um, I get two out of eight. Um, so yeah, not very good, really. What I did learn was this hard team news. We had no idea, did we? Um, but the t- two games I did want to mention were the teams. I took two lower division teams to beat higher division teams because they're playing well. I took Mansfield to beat Port Vale and I took Ipswich to beat Fulham and I was miles away with both of them. So when it comes around to FA Cup time, I think that's something just to have a look at. The, the, the gap in division, I mean, that's a, a bang average Fulham team who've made loads of changes, um, taking on Ipswich and very, very, very comfortably beating them. Uh, so, yeah, that's something I kind of learned. Um, and then the other thing you have to talk about is the Manchester United v Newcastle game, Baz. An incredible win for Newcastle, really. Um, in what was wasn't even our second choice team. It was mine the thirds, centre and a half pairing of Kraft and Dummett. Um, neither of them are centre and a half for a start. Um, but they're effectively a fifth and sixth choices, maybe. Seventh, I don't know, something like that. Um a great coaching performance from how. Um, and I do think, Barry, I need to give Newcastle more credit for what they're doing at the minute. Because I handicapped that game and tipped Man United. I, th- I, had, I think I took Wolves last week. I handicapped the weekend and I wanted to take Arsenal, Dortmund. And I think it's just 45 years of being browbeaten. My brain still just assumes we have to be shit. And that anything good happens is a blip. And I need to get away. I'll, like, pro rata, I'll start thinking positively when I'm about 89 years old. Um, so we'll have to wait for that but yeah I think um, yeah Newcastle incredible and you have to talk about Manchester United because holy shit that was a new level of bad last night yeah unbelievable I mean I I don't know okay, I only made five picks and only two winners but Newcastle were one of them at five to two and the other one was Everton wasn't it um, yeah so level, level stakes you'd have got five and a half units back for for five units stake. So I don't know, okay. Um, I'll be honest, Malcolm, I had the fear. Um, I've got the fear now of mosquitoes flying around me. There's some little bug <laughs> around. I've already been eaten alive this week. Um, but yeah, um, I had the fear when I looked at the lineups because Man yeah. United rested less players. They, you know, this, they had a strong enough team out there where you thought that's a lot stronger than us. You, you've mentioned Dummett and Kraft. As you say, probably fifth, sixth choice centre backs for Newcastle. Um, I mean, they're not centre backs. We said this before. Uh, Matt Ritchie just doesn't play any football for Newcastle Ritchie, anymore. Yeah. He's a long, long way down the pecking order. Um, and, and, and you know, we still had t- some staff: Joe Linton, Gordon, Joe Willock coming back was a big bonus for us. I thought he had a great game. But uh, the, the big positives for us wasn't it, it was Livermento, um, Hall. Um, exactly, you know, we know what we're saying for Livermento was there to be the next Kieran Trippier and he, he set his marker out last night, didn't he? Um, had an absolutely cracking game but fuck me, as you say, man, you were absolutely awful. They've, they've packed up like, they, they don't, they're not playing yeah. for him at all. Um, and as I said, it was a strong, strong enough lineup, wasn't it? I mean, I mentioned it again, Anthony, absolute dog shit. How many times yeah. we've got to put up watching it? I'd, if I was a Man United fan, I'd, I'd give up on him by now. Um, that Hannibal, 
absolute shite. They are um, quite like him. He got on my nerves last night. He should have been sent off after 20 minutes. Yeah, he should have been sent off. He got on my nerves last night. Um, but I watched him play for Birmingham a couple of times last year. He was a good player. Um, so I don't really mind him. He was just getting on my nerves during because he was playing against Newcastle. Like, um, Casemiro. What do you want to remind me, me of, Baz, was watching... Um, and now, first of all, I couldn't give a shit. I think it's great. It's hilarious. Long may it continue. It reminded me a little bit, though, of Newcastle under Steve Bruce. You know, and all the players are just getting worse and worse and worse. And we have, Newcastle had some decent players, as seen by the fact that they bounced back. Lascelles and Murphy and people like that. Um, but the Manchester United players, are, or even the good ones, are just getting worse. And I don't know what you can do about that. I know people are saying you can't sack the manager. You can't keep blaming the manager. But... I don't know what else you can do, because it was only it was only this time last year, well less than that. Man United fans were telling us Casemiro is the best midfielder in the Premier League. Yeah, he looks absolute garbage. It, it, honestly, this season he's been awful. When he has played, I know he's had a lot of injuries. Um, Rashford, I mean, obviously he wasn't didn't start last night. But as you say, in terms of players who are getting worse, Rashford has looked a shadow of himself this season. Um, you're right, I just don't see anything particularly from any of them. And when they're starting Maguire and Evans week after week, and I think it was Lindelof last week, wasn't it? Last night. Um, but they are, they're going backwards. Uh, and even sort of pundits and Man United fans are now saying, you know, Bruno Fernandes is a captain. Um he just does nothing, does he? To motivate a team or inspire a team. He does nothing but whinge and moan and fucking twist his face. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what a result for us there. I, I said to you, Mark, um, How on earth did we not beat them in that cup final last year? <laughs> That's the only two weeks of the last 18 months that I think they could have beaten us. When yeah, yeah. Spend, yeah, yeah, we had a couple of injuries... Rashford was on that tear of scoring a deflected last-minute goal every week. Any other two-week period, and would have battered them again, and we still can't get it done. Um, the, my favourite tweet of last I, I night was... I, I mentioned to you, Malcolm, um, around the hotel yesterday, there was a lot of Man United shirts in the build-up yeah. to the game. Um, none of them today, so I did make sure the two girls were, were donning the black and white stripes around the pool today. Nice. Wear your Newcastle shirts today. You can wear it with pride. Um, and sure enough, they were proud as punch walking around. Um, and one of the one of the um, pool attendants come up the day, and he was straight up. was like, "Oh, Newcastle last night." He's like, "This man over here, he's a Man United fan," and he was like pointing to all the Man United fans, and he was pointing and laughing at them and saying, "Look, the girls have got their Newcastle tops, and he was a Man United fan." And he was properly ripping them. It was absolutely brilliant. Like I was loving it. So he he brilliant. got a tip. <laughs> yeah, so that's the way to do it. Um, my, yeah, my favourite tweet last night. Uh, someone said Casemiro looks like Michael Jackson if he lived if he lived next to a Greg's. <laughs> so I retweeted so that, and then had some of our American followers asking us what a Greg's was, um, and the best way I could describe it was like a pie shop, um, <laughs> pies and pasties. Um, and that time, Greg's official in the A pie's a sweet thing over there, isn't it? Or a pizza? Um, yeah, I think they have like pot pies, don't they? That kind uh, of thing. Yeah. Anyway. Man United last night had more captains than shots on goal. Or shots on target. <laughs> That's good knowledge. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. I'll give you my stat. Uh, ten home games this season, Barry, Man United have had. How many minutes have they been in the lead for? They've won five of them. Won five of ten. How many minutes have they led for? I'm going to say less than 100. 29. Jeez. 20. Christ. 10 home games they've been That's in the league for 29 minutes so if you consider Brentford 95th minute was it Forest 95th minute um, Wolves was like the 82nd minute or something like that Copenhagen um, was late so yeah all of that mad stuff um, Serial's joined us hello Serial how are you um, nice to have Serial back on board um, Champions League coming up next week Serial so we'll be looking for some uh Input from you. Right. Um, we said we were going to keep the chat down, Baz, and we've done a really bad job of that. So, I'll firstly tell you about Prize Picks. We've got a nice new sponsor here. Um, Prize Picks, you can win 25 times your money this football season and 
you can now play during the NBA season that's just started. Uh, select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. Um, you can combo them up in a little specials league so you can add an NBA prop to an NFL prop, which is fun. So you can do LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey, sort of temp, uh, ten and a half combo of three-pointers and receptions, that kind of thing. And there's a reboot policy. So if your player exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. Uh, Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with that injury insurance policy. Um, so, yeah, look forward to that. Great stuff. Um, go to um, prizepicks.com. Um, use the code SGPN. Let's have a look. Where is it? I can't even find it. Oh, there it is, man. Um, go to prizepicks.com, SGPN. Use that code. You get a first deposit match up to $100. Um, Price picks is daily fantasy sport made easy. And don't forget the MMA Gambling Podcast YouTube channel if you like the fighting. I know your brother Jamie's a huge fan, Barry. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie to submit your entry today. Make sure to subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. Okay, first up here, Barry, on Saturday lunchtime, you've got no Friday night game. Luckily for all the uh, Man United, the Man United chat's still flying around in the comment section. Um, Man United are away at Fulham in the lunchtime game. Um, we have seen a little bit of line movement, funnily enough. Uh, Fulham were plus 260, are now plus 225. Um, that is 9-4. They were 13-5. Uh, the draw is 5-2, plus 250. Man United were even money. And now 15 to 13 plus 115. Um, I don't know what you want me to do, Baz. You putting money on Man United? No. Um, that's, this is an, another one of those you shouldn't be allowed money situations. I don't know if there's any situation, home or away, that I would back Man United. I, I've made some notes here, Baz. You don't, you don't need any notes. Fulham. Fulham, please. I'll take Fulham. That's it. You're on mute, Baz. Give me a chance. Um, Sorry. So, so Fulham, that's it. That's um, it, mate. I, I wasn't as bold. Um, because the, the only doubt for me is, is the fact that Man United do keep finding ways to fluke wins. Um, they do. I mean, despite all the negativity around them at the moment, they've had a lot of good fortune, um, which has seen them pick up a lot more wins than they've deserved this season um, so I wasn't entirely sure about Fulham at the price um, I went with goals instead because Fulham will score um, Man United have only had two clean sheets in the league all season um, Sheffield United and Brentford have managed to score against them recently uh, the last three have all gone over 2.5 so I've, I've played it safe for me I went with goals over two and a half goals at four to five minus 125 was the pick for me just because I think Fulham can score but it wouldn't surprise me if Man United do fluke a 2-1 win somehow um, so yeah pick for me over 2.5 in the Fulham Man United game that was I handicapped these Barry yesterday afternoon so before the Newcastle Man United game and I actually took Man United and I just couldn't after that again last night um, I know Fulham Fuller in 40s, and that to me looks about right. They've beaten the bad teams, and but they have got the occasional decent point. They've picked up points against Arsenal and Brighton as well. Um, they don't score tons. I've just but even those Man United wins, Barry, that's unsustainable. It's starting to prove unsustainable. In fact, they've, they've stopped sustaining it. Uh, so yeah, I couldn't do anything else, Barry. And if they win, they win, but you won't catch me with a penny. Uh, on Manchester United um, for the foreseeable future. After have, have to be on the no bet list. Um, three o'clock kickoff is um, Brentford take on West Ham is the first one. Um, the price is eleven to ten for Brentford. Um, that is well, so twenty-one to twenty plus one hundred five. The draw is five to two. West Ham United a five to two. Barry. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the comments here. Francis and Courtney, both Man United fans, have both took Fulham in uh, that one. Uh, and Slick Rick, supposedly, he's went under 2.5, where I've went over. Um, Brentford, West Ham. 
what I'll say here is I've kept a lot of my notes brief because we had a few problems with the signal the other day, so I didn't want to get uh, too engrossed in chatting away if I was going to be dropping in and out. It, it actually seems all right, but you might find a few of my picks have got very brief summaries to them. Brentford, West Ham. Um, although Brentford, I've sort of went against the form a little bit here because Brentford do look to have turned the corner a bit. They beat Chelsea, beat Burnley in the last two. Um, and West Ham have had a, a bit of an opposite sort of turn of events, really, where they started dropping points. But I just think West Ham over the season have been the better side so far. And despite a turn in fortune for both teams in the last couple of weeks, going in the opposite directions, um, I think West Ham are a good price at 5-2. to two. Um, So I'm taking West Ham as an underdog, yeah? Uh, West Ham to beat Brentford, 5-2, to two, plus 2.50 is the bet for me, Malcolm. Um well, that's absolutely no use to anyone, Baz. Um, I've taken Brentford, 21 to 20, plus 105. And Brentford have won the last two by an aggregate of 5-0, and they're up to 10th. Um, they were excellent defensively last week against Chelsea. Um, and they're hard opponents at home. We've said that a lot. I was actually quite low on Brentford, um, but they've they've done really well the last couple of weeks. West Ham coming off two bad defeats. Um and their actual form line going back seven games isn't very good, Barry. The, the two wins... They're coming off, they're coming off an incredible league. win last night, actually, as well. Let's it's a league cup win, though, Baz. It doesn't count. It doesn't matter. It's still, it's still a, still a hard game. Still, you know, they went, it was at the Emirates as well, wasn't it? It was, it was a strong Arsenal lineup, and and they've, they've put in a good performance to win that. So I think... Yeah, I think grand year that. I, I've, just, I've handicapped my games today and, and that featured in my uh, my thinking a little bit. Yeah, of course it will a bit of recency wise. What the main thing for me about is that these are, I think these are two very, very similar sides. Really similar side. Um so the things that swung it for me were home advantage and current form. And that just tipped me in the favour of Brentford. There's not little between them. These could play each other ten times and you'll get three three wins for one, three wins for the other and four draws. Like there's not much in it, but, but, but then I'm getting five to two for West Ham. Yeah, yeah. So that, you know, that that's exactly I, I agree with. You. I think that's that's where where it takes me to West Ham is is the price because yeah. I, I agree they're they're very similar sides, um, but I, I just like the price. I thought West Ham were a good price coming off a good win last night in particular. Okay, next up we will go to um, this is another three o'clock three o'clock kickoff. Uh, between Burnley and Crystal Palace, Burnley seven to four plus one seventy five. The draw is eleven to five plus two twenty. Crystal Palace are fourteen to nine plus one fifty five. Burnley don't like beating anyone, Barry. A bad result again last night. I don't know what you, you need to read into that. You, you, you don't have to because the the league forms horrible, absolutely horrible. Um, I just don't think they're good enough, Barry, I think, unfortunately. Um, companies trying to get them to play. We were looking forward to seeing if they could do it. But he hasn't got the players. It's that simple. You haven't. It, it, the players they have aren't good enough. So it's really admirable what they've tried. But at no point have they looked like... Uh, they, they played it well against Man United for half an hour. They put together some little bits and bobs, but they just don't like, like winning a game. The only problem is Crystal Palace are bad. Um, they were very, very passive at Tottenham last week. They lost 2-0 on the Friday night. They went 1-0 down and still just allowed Tottenham to have the ball. I'm not sure what they were playing at. We've said before, without their best attacking players, um, they're a real issue. So this was hard because I want nothing to do with Burnley um, and I don't want anything to do with uh, Palace either. But... <laughs> That only leaves one option, Baz. That leaves the draw. Um, so the draw is 11 to 5 plus 220. Um, and I think, Barry, it's going to finish Burnley 1, Crystal Palace 1. It's Malcolm. It's Malcolm's. A goal. It's Malcolm. There we go. Shut up. I made a try to shut up, but sorry. Um, so, yeah, Burnley won. Crystal Palace won. You? 
Uh, first of all, I'm going to give a shout out to Andy Bevan, who's in the chat. He's never joined us live on YouTube before. You know Andy, Where's don't you, Bev? Um, you know him from Super Bowl Party. Um, yeah, I know Andy. And he'll, be, he'll be on Mystery Tour in two weeks. Two weeks' time, Malcolm, we're off on a Mystery Tour. Uh, Bevan will be there. Uh, and Dudefish is Andy's son, Joseph. Uh, they're asking what, what thoughts are on the Tractor Boys. They're both big Ipswich fans. Um, Let me down last night, the Tractor Boys did. It was disappointing uh, last night, I didn't. I could look at their team, but I wouldn't know if it was first choice or second choice. Um, but it was, yeah, just a little bit disappointing. But yeah, they, they've set off um, like a uh, like a scalded cat. So yeah, good luck with them. I'll have no problem if Ipswich make it back to the Premier League at all. Yeah, some good signs so far. They're absolutely flying, um, and we've made some good money from them this this year on the EFL picks. I've been putting out on TikTok a lot of their. Goal ladders with it switch, lots of goals galore. So um, yeah, loving it. Um, where are you, Burnley Palace? I've gone. Um, my first, I've, I've gone. I had, a, I had a plan in my head. I thought I don't want Burnley. I don't want Palace either. Um, thought Unders looks the play here, uh, but then I looked at the odds and it's really, really short, like ridiculously short. So I actually felt the Burnley form line means there's there's some value in taking the over two point five. Because uh, you're getting six to five, so you're getting a decent price for over two and a half goals. And the last five Burnley games have all gone over two and a half goals. Uh, and also the last two for Palace. Um, Palace games are just genuinely, generally, you know, low scoring affairs. But there's a lot on the Burnley side of things that makes me think uh, there could be goals in this. So it doesn't uh, fit in with your 1 1 of the week. Um, but the pick for me, and I have wrote it's not my most confident pick, but it was a horrible game this one. It was the worst one of the card. Uh, over two and a half goals, Burnley v Palace at six to five. Okay, fair enough. Um, just heading back to that Brentford West Ham game briefly. AD um, in the chat, element. Um That's Aaron in it. And Alvarez suspended uh, for West Ham. So, little nod in my direction on that one. Um, yeah, I mean, Aaron's, Aaron's clearly far more on the ball than I am at the moment, given that I'm full of alcohol for the last 10 days. Barry's on his third um, different coloured drink since we started the show 28 <laughs> minutes ago. Just quite a good effort. See if he can drink a rainbow by the time we've handicapped 10 games of football. Um, Everton take on Brighton is another three o'clock kickoff. Everton 11 to 5 plus 220. The draw is 12 to 5 plus 240. And Brighton are 6 to 5 plus 120, Bazza. Yeah, so Brighton are another team where the, the bookies are sort of getting them back to prices where I'd consider taking them because we've avoided Brighton for a long time because the bookies had them priced so short. Um, and we've done well to fade them in a lot of spots recently because um, they really have had a bit of a downturn in form. A few weeks ago, if you were giving me 6-5 to five for Brighton um, to beat Everton, it would have looked very attractive if, if we'd gone yeah. back three, four weeks. Um, but... Brighton have went off the boil a bit, struggling for wins lately. Um, and Everton have definitely had a bit of a, an upturn in form. Uh, that said, Brighton are still scoring in most games um, and they still sit third on goals scored this season. So I'm not taking a win um, just because of the Everton resurgence recently. Um, but I'm going to take Brighton to score two or more goals. Uh, so the pick for me is, is Brighton team total over 1.5 goals at 4-5, to five, so minus 125. Um, all they're doing here, Baz, is taking different sides of the same game, which is really annoying. Um, we can both still win on my pick here. Um, I mean, Everton must be delighted with three wins in five games. They've then added a League Cup win over Burnley last night. It's still hard to evaluate how good Everton are. Um, Brighton is struggling a little bit. No one in four. Starting to feel the injuries and the Thursday night stuff's getting to them a little bit. You could easily make a case for both sides here, Baz. Um, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue with you on either of them. There's been tons of goals in the Brighton games and Everton can score. But both teams to score short, Barry. Um, really short. Oh, um, so while everyone's um, zigging, I'm going to zag. Everton can defend well. Um, they did against Liverpool a couple of weeks ago when it finished 2-0 that one. They defended really well at West Ham last week, got a 1-0. Um, and this stupid streak of Brighton has to stop sometime. Uh, so... I'm going to take the under two and a half. It's a really good price, Barry. Um, so we could take a Brighton 2 0 win. We can both win. Under two and a half goals is 23 to 17, which is plus 135. Okay, we'll That's carry on. Saturday, 
What? Bold move? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, they had a 1-1 one one last week, didn't they? They finished 2-0, so i got no real issue with that. Yeah, just the fact Brighton have only had one under 2.5 all season long. Um, yeah. But what, what price are you getting for that? Uh, 23 to 17, plus 135. Yes, no? Fair enough. 2-0 Brighton, we'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Probably deal. Count me in. Um, Hall of Fame bets, helping you win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season. Um, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Research NFL, NBA, MLB and soccer bets with historical stats and data. Put your parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets, parlay optimizer tool, and you'll get things like hit rates broken down by leg, expected probabilities for your parlay. You can sort your players by hit rates, find the best value. So stop betting in the dark. Um, join 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit a2fbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Three o'clocks continue with Manchester City taking on Bournemouth. Um, Man City are 1 to 10, minus 1,000. The draw is 17 to 2, plus 850. Uh, Bournemouth are 16 to 1. Bournemouth, for a little bit, looked like they were going to pull off my 5 to 1 underdog against Liverpool. They equalised and got on top. And then, hoisted by my own petard again, my mate Darwin Nunes scores another worldie. Uh, I can't catch a break, honestly, but um, Man City put in their best performance of the season last week, um, beating Manchester United 3 0. Um, and they have had quite a tough run of fixtures, Manchester City. Uh, they played Arsenal, they played Man United. Um, now, Bournemouth are out of the bottom three with that win against Burnley. And that's a bit of a worry because it was against Burnley. Um, Burnley are a bottom two team in the league. This is really hard, Barry, because it's a one to ten favourite. What do you do? Do you know what I mean? It's really hard to pick an uh, exciting draw if you just cheat and go minus two and a half or something like like Rick's going in the chat. It's, it's a perfectly acceptable bet. It's just it's hard to find a. I don't want to sit here and give out uh, that sort of shit angle. It's exactly my pick. <laughs> I think they're going to spank them. My pick is Man City minus two and a half, which is even money. However, um, if you think they can get into them early, minus one on the first half handicap, Barry, is six to four, plus 150. They can go in two and a half time, can't they? Easy. Yeah, uh, six to four is a cracking price for that. So, yeah, whichever way you want Man City to spank Bournemouth, pay your money and take your choice, I'm afraid. It's a bit dull. Yeah, I've gone very dull as well, Malcolm. Um, so it is a tricky one because City are so short. Um, but you can't see anything other. The City home form is ridiculous. For the last 12 months, City at home is ridiculous. And actually, they've only played one of the last seven games at home. Um, so they've been away from home quite a lot lately. And a return to the Etihad here, I think they'll, they'll return and cruise to a, a comfortable victory. I've gone exactly the same pick. Minus 2.5 mm. handicap. Man City to win by three or more at evens. Um, as you say, it is a boring pick, but not a lot else you can do in this one. It's a, it's a really tricky one to find um, some massive value. So just let's just take it and, and, and let them go away and win by three, four, five, whatever they want. And if you wanted to take them like minus one and a half and use it as a, in your act, yeah, use it as a parlay piece, couldn't put you off that. But um, yeah, this one, this next one's got a bit more about it. Um, it's not a very good game. Sheffield United against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, Sheffield United are three to one. The draw is five to two. Wolves are even money now. They were nine to ten. They were minus one 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 when I looked at it. They're now even money. Um, yeah, Baz, what on earth do you make of this? Um, I like Wolves. Uh, I, I was impressed with Wolves against Newcastle. I thought Wolves... Yeah, good team. I've been telling you this for 18 months, you doyle Well, I did take them the other week and, and got successful. And I can't, well, it was Bournemouth, wasn't it? They were a good price. Away, yeah. away from home to Bournemouth. And here we are, away to Sheffield United, who are even worse than Bournemouth. And you're still getting evens for Wolves. Um, Wolves were good. They, they played really well against Newcastle the other day. And... and 
probably a bit aggrieved, particularly with that penalty decision. Um, Neto picked up a bad injury and will be a big miss for them. Um, massive player for them. That said, um, I'm, I'm still drawn to Wolves here on the money line. Um, Sheffield United have now lost six in a row, I think. Uh, they've conceded two or more goals in all but one of their games so far this season. Um, and I think even without Neto, Wolves, Wolves just will get past Sheffield United. I can't, I can't make any case for Sheffield United at the moment. Um, they're, they're, they're in big trouble. I, I think Wolves at evens is just too good a pick. So the, the pick for me was quite straightforward here. I saw Wolves, I saw even money, and I thought, I'll take that. While Sheffield United are in such bad form, I'll take anyone against Sheffield United at even money or better. Uh, Frank Frank agrees with you, uh, Frank Gallagher. Um, this would be an absolute smash spot for Wolves. Being about the best pick on the card if Pedro Neto was fit, Barry. He's like, f- for me, that seems to be the best player in the Premier League this season. Absolutely outstanding. And massive thing, and we've seen this, it's like the old Will Saha Crystal Palace thing. Um, and this moves them from a a middle third team back to a bottom third team I think in general Wolves um, I don't know if they're going to play they've got that big uh, lanky Eastern European fella um, who scored against Bournemouth I can't remember his name um, but yeah, so there's nothing to recommend Sheffield United absolutely agree with that but I, I can't take Wolves at that price I found another bet at a very very similar price that I just like a little bit more than Wolves. It's under two and a half goals, Barry. This is this is what Wolves were. Like, they were always under two and a half goals last year. Um, yeah. They can defend quite well. They couldn't really score. And you take Neto out of that, that they're back to that again. They could eat, they, they might win this one or two nil. Very comfortably could win this one or two nil. Sheffield United might nick a point. That's it. I don't see any other outcomes. Like, uh, under two and a half goals, it's 10 to 11, Baz. Um, so it's a, the tenth of a point underneath that even money, and I much yeah. prefer. I think, as I say, I, m- I mentioned Neto in, in, in my write-up as well. I think it is a massive loss, and we saw it just in that Newcastle game because at the time they'd got level in the game, and yeah. all the momentum was with them at that point. And you thought Wolves are the team that were going to go on and win that game, and the second he went off. They just lost that momentum. It went, and it was all Newcastle. It looked Newcastle were more likely to nick the winner late on, last sort of ten minutes or something. Um, so that was, a, you know, a small sample of, of of the effect he has on that team. As soon as he went off, they just lost all the momentum they built up in that game. Like, um, so yeah, he will be a massive loss. Like, uh, com- yeah, completely agree. I mean, they went to Everton earlier in the season, won one nil. Um, similar sort of thing here, but at a similar price. A bit more of a safety net taking the under two and a half, Barry. Uh, the tea time kickoff, 5.30, is Newcastle against Arsenal. Um, I've got a job all the way down in Cheshire, Barry, so I can't go to the game. So I'm sending Bob with me father, unfortunately. Um, Newcastle are oh, 9 to 5, plus 180. The draw is 9 to 4, plus 225. Arsenal is 6 to 4, plus 150. Um, one of the biggest influences I can't get away from here, Barry, is Arsenal's 2-0 win at St James's Park last year. And I've mentioned this on the show quite a few times because it's kind of stuck yeah, with me. No, I'm sick of you going on about it, to be honest, Malcolm. Yeah, it's fair enough, but <laughs> it's stuck with me because we were so confident. Newcastle were in that run of battering everyone at home. Like, we'd just battered Tottenham 6. We'd um, absolutely wipe the full man United. And... Arsenal, we thought we'd have PTSD from coming up here the year before and getting spanked in Arsenal. Absolutely controlled the game from start to finish. Um, now, I changed my handicap on this, Barry, after watching Newcastle last night, which is a bit odd because it's not the same bunch of players that we're going to be playing, really. But like I said, I've got to start giving Newcastle and Eddie Howe a little bit more credit. Like, I've got to be a bit more positive with them because what our handicaps... Um, Arsenal to win, and, and I then scribbled that out and I wrote Arsenal um, team goals over one and a half, and then I scribbled that out. So I have chickened out a little bit, Barry. Um, I don't like I said, I don't know what to read in the Arsenal game last night. I've chickened out on taking Arsenal because I have to think 
Newcastle alive in any game they go into at the moment because uh, they're so well coached. Um, Willick and Joe Linton looked excellent last night. Um, over two and a half goals. Baz is the answer. Um, I've got away from Arsenal. I've got away from the Arsenal team total. I think both teams can get involved uh, in goals. Yeah, that's minus one, 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 nine to ten. It's not a very strong play, Barry. I'm very strong on the Wolves game. Not this. This is way down my list. Um, I've, I've done exactly the same, Malcolm. Um, and I had I, I looked at these games today um, under the influence of alcohol as well. I should admit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with with all of these picks, I should I should be uh, confessing that. But I agree with you that had I have looked at this game yesterday before our game, I would have looked at Arsenal at eight to five plus one sixty and thought that's a good price. Um, but I wouldn't. I, I don't think I'd back anyone coming to St James's Park no. at the moment. Um, it, it's difficult I, because. The thing is, as I say, the reason I talked about yesterday, before rather than as you say, we saw a good result from from a second string Newcastle yesterday. Um, it's the injuries, isn't it? That before yesterday we, we had a lot of negativity around because we'd lost so many players, and it just seems to be relentless one after another at the moment. Um, last night gives you a bit of positivity that there's there's still a strong squad at Newcastle, and and even yeah. Eddie Howe has a way of getting. Big performances out of players, whether they're just coming coming back in for a game or whatever. Um, so I'm the same. I, I pivoted away from favouring Arsenal just because New, Newcastle and Eddie Howe are capable of winning this game. There's, there's no doubt about it. So I've done exactly the same thing. I, I didn't want to bet against Newcastle here. Um, we've still only lost one game in our last 11 now. Um, I think it's 11 games and Dortmund's the only game we've lost. Um, I mean... The concern is we have lost games to Man City, Liverpool, Brighton, so other teams in and around where yeah. Newcastle are at the top end of the table. We, we've we've struggled a bit, um, but I, I've gone to say I think goals is a good way to go with it because I would take us to score against anyone, and particularly at home. Um, but I do think we'll struggle to keep Arsenal out. Um, so over two and a half, it, uh, what's a reasonable price to me? I, I've got it down as nine to ten. I'm not sure what you'd say, um, but that's the pick I like. So the same for me. New NUFC v Arsenal uh, over two point five goals. Man. Even that Dortmund game that finished one nil last week could have easily. I think a fairer score would have been two one to somebody, two one to us, or two yeah. one to them because they made plenty of chances. We made chances, hit the bar twice. Um, it was it wasn't a one nil game. Both teams just were sort of wide open. So yeah. Um, OK, we'll move across to Sunday, 2 o'clock kick-off, which is 9am Eastern time, um, the same time that Bangers and Cash will be going live on this channel, don't forget. Um, Nottingham Forest take on Aston Villa. Nottingham Forest star Burlington Bertie, 100-30. Um, the draw is plus... Um, the draw is 13-5, plus 260 in Aston Villa, or 5-6, minus 120, Bazaar. Um, yeah, this this was a, another one where I've got quite a short write up. Sim, simple one for me. Forest have got no win in six, and Villa are unbeaten in six. And I'd just rather take the team who have got a winning habit at the moment against the team who have lost that habit. Villa is seventeen to twenty. Uh, it's a decent price in the current form. Um, so the pick for me is is definitely Villa to beat Forest. Yeah, um, I think we can move away from the point where going to City Ground was. was a really tough place to go to for, for periods of time. There's been spells where they find that form where they're becoming really good at home. And at the moment, they're not in that spell. Um, and Villa are, are just in really good form. I think Villa are a good pick. So I've gone for Villa at 17-20 as my pick. Um, but I don't mind a Villa goal ladder here. 4-5, to five, minus 125 for Villa to score two or more. 5-2 to two for them to score three or more. 7-1 to one for Villa to score four or more. Villa has scored three or more in the last three games and in four of the last six. And in two of those last six, they've hit four. So they put six past Brighton, four past West Ham. Um, admittedly, they were both home games and Villa's form is undoubtedly better at home. Um, but I'll take a shot here on a goal ladder for Villa. They're, they're scoring frequently enough. And Forrest just a little bit out of sorts. Uh, so, yeah, the, the pick will be Villa to beat Forrest. But uh, I do like a Villa goal ladder also. Have you seen uh, Baza's Ladders has got 
competition buzz on the network. Have you seen CJ oh, Sullivan? Yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of because I watch, I do listen to a lot of the uh, NFL props show, uh, yeah. and I like CJ. Um, I, I like his crack a lot. Um, but yeah, the, the NFL shows all over the uh, the ladders. They've got they've got their own ladder sound clip and everything now and, and graphics and yeah. Well, what he's bought is he's gone to the pet shop and he's bought a little ladder for like a budgie, um, mm-hmm. and he's got different coloured post-it notes. <laughs> he just writes the bet out and sticks them on every rug up the ladder. Beautiful, Baz. Yeah. I mean, your Baz's ladder is his old hat. Um, if you see CJ Sullivan, he's, I think the show's Bottom Line Bombs and he does some other stuff. But he did a little parody video of um, the bloke who was driving around that parade in, I think it was Portland, Oregon, maybe last week, um, from the point of view of the driver, where he was out in his car videoing himself as the driver. I haven't explained it very well, but it's really funny. Go and have a watch. Um, um, same bet, Barry. You've picked up on the couple of key points here. Um, Forrest are really flattering to deceive a little bit. I think they're suffering a bit. No one in six. But the last two home games, 2-2 two, two at home to Luton, 1-1 one, one at home to Brentford. Um, so on that form line and the fact they've got no fit striker, um, they're missing a one. Uh, Chris Wood's injured now. I mean, he got the two goals against Luton. They've got no fit striker at all. That's going to be a problem against Villa. Um, Villa won five of six, scoring 18 in the process. I'm all the same. What I wrote down here, Baz, so the Villa team total um, over one and a half was thir- uh, 13 to 18, minus 138. However, if they score two goals, they win. And to win, they're minus 120. So if the two picks, you've got to pick the, uh, the minus 120. So Villa on the outright, um, five to six, minus 120. Yeah, um, minus, minus 125 now for for the score two or more they were four to five this evening I think Villa might have drifted a little bit as well there they might be about minus 115 yeah. maybe anyway uh, 4.30 kickoff, um 11.30 Eastern time is Luton Town against Liverpool Luton are 11 to 1 uh, the draw is 11 to 2 plus 550 and Liverpool are around about minus 500 uh, 1 to 5 for Liverpool, um, a little bit in the Manchester City envelope, Baz. But what do you do with a minus five hundred shot away at Luton Town? Um, well, I, it's another one where I struggle to make a case for Luton here, and, and struggle to make a case for anything but a straightforward win. I've gone a little different way, I'm not not gone for the handicap here, but. I prefer the team goals to the handicap as Liverpool are always capable of letting one in. Um, Luton scoring against Liverpool wouldn't be a massive surprise. Uh, so the handicap's out the window for that reason, I think, with Liverpool at the moment. And I'd always rather take Liverpool on the team totals. Um, Brighton, Villa, Chelsea have all managed at least three against Luton this season. Um all of them were away games for Luton, admittedly. Luton are at home here. Um, and they have kept things tighter at home. But I think this is their toughest challenge yet at, at Kenilworth Road. And I'm going to take Liverpool to score three or more at a price of around four to five. They've hit three or more eight times already this season, Liverpool, in all competitions. Um, they are scoring well. And when they do click, you would never back against them hitting three against a team like Luton I don't think whether it's home or away um, so yeah I, I didn't like the handicap so much I do like the team totals I think Liverpool will score three or more against Luton uh, it's at four to five and as I say it does go a little bit against the Luton form at home where they aren't getting hammered by anyone but um, this this is the toughest game they've had there at, at home so so yeah Liverpool to score three or more for me yeah so you say Bas they aren't getting hammered at home by anyone um, that Tottenham game they absolutely should have got hammered Tottenham could have had four goals in the first seven minutes. And it was, I think it was only a sending off, Basuma got sent off, uh, that kept this from being an absolute pace. They finished 1 0, they could have scored gazillions. Um, Luton has stuck on five points. Um, and Liverpool are full of goals, Baz. Absolutely full of goals. Again, you're looking around for it. I found a nice plus money pick, and I'm back to the first half handicap again, Baz. Um, Liverpool minus one and a half in the first half is 23 to 10. Plus two thirty. Liverpool can go in at half time, two nil up easy here, uh, if not more. If you wanted to take just over um one and a half first half goals, I couldn't put you off that either. That's five to six, minus one twenty. 
Um, but if that's the case, Liverpool are going to get both of them. If you're going to take over one, it's not going to be one, one and a half time, I wouldn't have thought. I'd take the extra half a point and take Liverpool minus one and a half on the first half Asian handicap, 23 to 10, plus 230. Um, okay, the final game is on Monday night. Uh, we'll cover this on Sunday again, uh, but we like to throw it out anyway. It's nice to get a full set out. Um, eight o'clock Monday night, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Tottenham Hotspur take on Chelsea. Tottenham are even money. The draw is 11 to 4, plus 275, and Chelsea are 5 to 2, plus 250. Yeah, so what is it with Spurs at the moment? When was the last time Spurs played on a Saturday or Sunday? It seems every week they're either a Friday night. Monday and Friday last week, they they finished the week on Monday and started the week on Friday, and now they're back to the Monday. Uh, It's a bit of a bit of a strange one. Like um, still not sure what to make of Chelsea. Um, they're just all over the place, aren't they? They seem to have turned a corner. They beat Brighton in the cup. Uh, they went then one and won two in the league. Picked up a draw against Arsenal, which was a really, really good result. Um, but then went and lost to Brentford last week, which, which sort of throws a spanner in the works in terms of uh, any resurgence from them. I still think Spurs have rode their luck a little bit on occasions this season. <laughs> And, and Sheffield United springs to mind. The Liverpool game was was definitely a, a let off for them. Um, and they've also had a really nice set of fixtures to start the season. They played all three of the promoted sides in the first eight games of the season: um, Sheffield United, Wolves, Burnley. All uh, sorry, Sheffield United, Luton, Burnley. All, all in in their first eight fixtures. And I still think there's a bit of a drop off coming from Spurs. Um, uh, and it's not not sort of having a dig at them in any way. I'm, I'm really impressed with what Postacoglu's done and what he's getting out of them. Um, and, and it's good football to watch and stuff. But I just think it, it is, it's going to drop off a little at some point. And, and I think Chelsea can get something here. Chelsea are a reasonable price themselves. But I think they'll get something. I think they'll... I wasn't confident enough to take Chelsea, but I think a draw here... Isn't a bad pick at five to two. I've, I've taken the draw. Spurs Chelsea draw at five to two. Um, I agree with everything you said. I like what Tottenham have done. They have been a little bit lucky in spells, um, and I think they probably. And I think even the Tottenham supporters will probably agree that they're not going to go along at this clip all season. However, I've used that to handicap Tottenham positively. Until that drop off comes, Baz, I'll keep taking them. Really simply here, I think. Do you think Tottenham are better than Chelsea? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think you're getting the better team, and you're getting them at home. Um, maybe in April they might not. If this was the other way around, you could maybe take Chelsea. Ch- Chelsea might be the better team come April, but at the minute they're not. That was another poor performance. Like in uh, Nicholas Jackson, um, cows arse and banjo. Like absolutely. Just no chance. Um, so, yeah, the, you're getting the better team and you're getting them at home. So, until Spurs drop off, and they will, but I'll just keep riding them. I don't see a reason not to. It's a London derby. It's a Monday night. The fans are up for it. They've got that freedom. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take Tottenham. I saw a little bit of 11 to 10 into even money now, but either or. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Baz, 10 games in the book. Um, exotic time. What have you got? I have a team total treble. Oh, no, you love that, don't you? That's boring, Bob. I know, but you did really different things every so week. They lose like me. Well, well, so close. Francis mentioned it earlier. Actually, we talked about the Brighton game. Um, Brighton was the one that let me down last week. I took Newcastle, Man City, and Brighton to score two or more, um, and it was the one where I'd ladded them all to get three or more as well. Obviously, Newcastle hit there too. Man City hit there three against Man United. At a good price, um, Brighton one-one was the killer. That killed me last yeah. week, uh, but I've gone back to the well because um, I just feel it, it, I like my team totals. Um, and, and as I say, I've got a few I like this week. Brighton is one of them, so I am going back to Brighton. Brighton Wolves and Villa over one point five goals comes in at five to one. Um, that's a, the, the treble for me. The scorer pick. Um, I tend to look at a game where I think there's going to be plenty of goals for a team. Um, and, and this is a bit of a, an odd one because I'm going in the Newcastle game. I'm going for a Newcastle pick against Arsenal. 
But Callum Wilson, any team score at two to one is a good price. Um, for a man on penalties, the man who's definitely going to start up front because he sacks injured. Um, two to one, Callum Wilson to score any time. Um, and as a first scorer, five to one um, is, is a pick I like. And the underdog for me is West Ham. Um, I take a West Ham at five to two to beat Brentford. I know you've went the opposite way, but um, that was the underdog pick that stood out for me on the, on the card. I think West Ham have got a good chance against Brentford and, and they're a good price. Uh, okay, like that, Baz. I've just changed, as we speak, as you spoke, I've changed my underdog play, Barry, because I didn't really have one, um, a money line dog. So I put up Everton, um, even though my pick for the game was under two and a half. Uh, but like I say, I handicapped these games yesterday afternoon, and I changed the pick, if you remember, Barry. And I do now have an underdog pick on the card, which is Fulham. Um, you've just got to take Fulham. Man United are absolute dog shit. Um, so I'll take Fulham at 13 to 5 plus 260. My anytime goal scorer will come from that Everton game, though, Barry. Uh, we know Brighton are a circus act at the back. They can't defend at all. Everton were banging in the set pieces last night. Sean Dice was loving it. Uh, Dwight McNeil um, into James Tarkovsky. That sort of crack again. And Dominic Calvert Lewin's a very good player, Barry. In an average team, um, playing against a poor defence, he's in good form. When he's hot, you've got to keep riding him because at some point he's going to disappear off again. We won't see him until February. While he's then starting, you score goals. I think last week was his 50th Premier League goal. Um, so I'll take DCL, um, 13 to 2 first and last, and 21 to 10 any time. And my little parlay, Barry, first half handicaps, only two of them Manchester City minus one, and Liverpool minus one, plays five to one, or a kick in the arse off it, plus 490 um, for them to, to both go in two at half time. Uh, which I like as well, Baz. And I think we've just about done it. We've got it under the hour. Uh, our little family having their midnight snack in Charmel Sheik have disappeared off, have they? Ah, oh, they bothered off a long time ago, yeah. So we've had peace and quiet. There's a there's a couple of the night the night barman still here. Yeah. Um gets nodding over every now and then. Um, he's obviously listening. I think he's taking a few notes of the pictures. Oh, um although I think gambling is outlawed over here. But um it's- uh, I think so. I, I keep getting, I keep getting a, a thing from Bet Three Six Five saying you can't, you can't use this in your jurisdiction. Um, well, I've, I've used it. So, um, right. I'll tell you uh, what I picked up here then, Baz. Tomorrow, two o'clock kickoff. There's three games in the Egyptian Division One. You interested? Um, well, I, I was speaking to the man around the pool the day, the man who was was loving the Newcastle result last night. Yeah, uh, he was moaning that, that his team had, had lost last night in the Egyptian league. So I maybe should have got a few Egyptian uh, tips. Who was his? Who was his team? Can you remember? I'm sure, he said it was Al Hilal, but I know they're a um, Saudi team. But whether they've got similar, it might have been. Al Ali. There's a, there's a, there's a Al Ittihad in the middle, so. Similar. Yeah, I think it was Al Ali. It was Al Al Ali was his team. I think they uh, they didn't win last night. He was disappointed about that. Um, tomorrow at five o'clock, Barry. There's a team called Pyramids FC playing in that. I mean, <laughs> you've got to do a bit better. It's a little bit route one, isn't it? Let's be honest, lads. And they're taking on Ceramic Cleopatra. So I don't know who's naming these teams, but uh, yeah, that's me. Have you just made no. that up? No, no. Five o'clock. Ceramic Cleopatra are uh, 11 to 4 away from home. Uh, Pyramids FC are around about 4 to 6 favourites. So there you That's go. That's unbelievable, uh, isn't it? Egyptian betting, let's do it. Right, let's go, Baz. Um, thank you very much. Well done. Enjoy the rest yeah, of your holiday. Got, You're going to be. I'd say we've had uh, ten, 10 people in the chat tonight. It's been, been busy. Uh, make sure yeah, all nice of those who are. Make sure all of those who are still in do give the thumbs up. Um, keep downloading, keep listening, writing, rating, reviewing. We're up to 80 reviews now on Spotify, Malcolm. Still That's sitting good. on a 4.9. 4. Um, I reckon if another 20 people can give us a five-star on Spotify, that'll tick back up to a five-star. Um, we're flying with the Apple reviews as well. If you are one of those who's listening on Apple, um, do what Shane did and drop us a five-star review. Um, and all the others who've done that recently, we've had quite a quite a good influx of reviews and it does make a difference and, and we do appreciate it. So try and do, keep doing that because um, it is good. Um, and obviously, as I say, we're back to normal from Sunday. We'll be down to a normal schedule. So 
8.30 UK time, um, Sunday and Wednesday. I'll, I'll be back in the UK Sunday, unfortunately. Um, make the most of my next couple of days here. Um, and then, yeah, back to reality. Yeah, I know. I've got to, like I say, all the way to Cheshire to, to deal a poker competition in this bloke's kitchen. I, I meant to mention that. You you mentioned um, your your bad luck in terms of not watching the Arsenal game. I'll be in the air. Um, I'm literally flying at UK time, 6 o'clock, I think, Saturday night. Um, so I'll be in the air for the whole of it. I won't even have internet connection or anything. So I'll have no idea until we land what the score is on that one. Um, yeah, you get off the Thanks everyone who joined us. We do appreciate it. We also appreciate the fact that you've kind of bore with us while um, we weren't sure about the spotty Wi-Fi connections and stuff. Um, and we've been left. We've left a little bit of lifestyle out um, just because we wanted to make sure we got the important stuff in. Because um, I've still got a cracking couple of tail spars that I've had stored up for about ten days. So on Sunday night. I'll unload the lot. We, we, we'll whack out a three-hour special on Sunday, Baz, and get all that. I've got two very funny lifestyle stories to tell you about. Um, right, smashing. Enjoy your holidays, mate. Don't forget me presents. I'll kill you. Um, we'll be back on Sunday. Go and listen to the horse racing things. We'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>